Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company here live from Silver 7's, as that guy just said, the William Hill Sportsbook and the unbelievable viewing area down here where you can check out all the games, giant TVs all over the place, a great setup, and you need it. The NBA back, the NHL is here, NFL tonight, big game, Packers and Cardinals, we'll get into that one later on in the program. So much to get to here on this Thursday, and you can come down here to Silver 7s, we've got some prizes and t-shirts if you want to come down, stop by. And say hi to myself, Adam Hill, if you've noticed. It's not Steve Cofield. Willie Ramirez here as well. He's the big star. I'm sure that's the one that you're going to want to come and say hello to. In fact, he has the prizes in front of him, so that's good. How you doing, sir? Well, you were almost doing this alone. I got carded when I walked in, and I didn't have my ID on me. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, racing down here from the other side of town, and I, I completely forgot. I just... Looked up, said, have your ID ready, and it's it's only once out of the few times that I've been down here that I've actually been carded, but the guy said, do you have your ID on you? I was like, hey, man, I'm about to go on the radio, so on and so forth, and he let me through. I told him I was with Adam Hill, so maybe you're the big star. That's possible. Now, I, I will say we got a bunch to get into. we got some Golden Knights recap from last night. Big victory again for the Golden Knights. What a trip. Uh, a contract extension as well from the Golden Knights. We'll get into that, but... Before we get into what's trending here at 2 o'clock, not 3 o'clock for today, uh, I know we've talked about these things before, but the lifestyle differences between different people on the show is amazing. Oh, man. Here we go. You (laughs) sent a text this morning in the group text, and we do have a Cofield and Company group text with everybody involved on it. You threw out a text... I could look it up, I suppose. It was probably, what, 3.40? 3.40 in the morning, I'm guessing, was your text last night? I'm looking. 3.38. Uh, 3.38 a.m. Yeah. It's actually 3.34. I don't know. The last, yeah. What, what, what kind of phone are you on, Ari? 3.34 a.m. I, I got a text. He's on the big gray brick phone from, like, 88, 1988. And it's a response from uh, our friend Steve Cofield just kind of threw out something about the show today. And, hey, I'll, you know, give you guys some help with some stuff. Like, okay, cool. Just behind the scenes text. And he had sent that around 1055. I know. Last night. From knowing, yeah, from knowing you a little bit, that a 1055 p.m. text, probably you're sleeping. Sure. Sure. You respond to that text at 334 a.m. Yeah. I assume that is you waking up to do cardio. Yeah. I responded right away. So here's the deal. You are 100% accurate in terms of the alarm going off and, and what the intention was. And so when that first alarm goes off, there's a decision to be made. But I do check the phone just in case, check anything, even breaking news, whatever. You know, it's normal. Anybody These days you wake up, no matter what time, you grab your phone, you look and you scroll through Twitter or something. For me, it's the first alarm. You're right, and that alarm goes off, and it means cardio time. However, today and this week, there have been determinations made in where the cardio is done after the lift um, simply because we don't have to be out at the Raider facility. The the Golden Knights are out of town. 
So I have taken advantage of not having to get cardio out of the way, and I've determined every morning whether I'm going to get up and go and then come back. Because once I come back, you're awake. Um, or whether I'm going to get those extra hours of sleep that I normally wouldn't get, wouldn't have gotten. So I went back to sleep. Well, all, okay, that's, that is different than yeah. I thought. Yeah. But I will say. But you were right. You were right. All that is to get to the fact that you sent a text to the group text at 3.34 a.m., which I assume was you waking up to do cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I immediately responded, I was not waking up to do cardio. I was still awake. Yeah. yeah. Reading this, the Blue Ribbon College oh, Basketball yeah. Preview Book. We know this story. This is, a, this is, this is actually fascinating. This fascinates well, me every year. It's a whole thing. Yes, I'm preparing for a college basketball draft, but I'm yeah. essentially – I have a spreadsheet. I'll tell you how many teams are on it. Uh, I'm not completed with it, but I have – it started with my my previews, full team previews with predicted win totals for 246 college basketball teams yeah, I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was reading this and watching Impeachment, which is a, a fantastic show on FX. Um, it's about the, uh, the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal, which, by the way, we can probably get into this at a different time. I am – I thought – like, I was – you know, high school at the time. Okay. Like, I thought I knew a lot about the story. I did not. There's a lot more to it, huh? There's so much, so much more to it. And also, we, we can, we'll probably have time to get into this later. But, yeah, there's so much more to it and things that, like, you know, I feel like you just miss. I'm sure it was reported on. I'm sure it was talked about. But I think when you're in high school, you're not as focused on politics and things as you are later in life. So, there's things you're watching it back, and you're like, I know this story. And then you're like, wait, that happened? And then you start scrambling the research like, yeah, it did. That's real. And this all ties in because you know that you are one of my three go-to people for what do I watch for the next for cardio. Sure. So basically, this was a great – it was almost this whole thing segued where woke up, sent the text, you saw it, you were still up. You were watching something, and now which basically what you're saying is my next show to watch for AM cardio is impeachment. It's long, longer than you go with usually. I think. Well, no, I need out. I need a show with no commercials and it, that runs between forty to fifty-two minutes because right. usually minus the commercial. I usually do usually do two episodes. Yeah, so yeah, I think they're usually about they're usually forty-seven, forty-eight, That's something perfect. like that. So it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. And uh, tremendous new episode, I think, coming out in a couple of days. I can't wait because I'm caught up now. And uh, All-American Season 4 started on Monday. Did it? It was a bit much, Willie. It's a bit Already? Much. It did. And it's, it's, it's emotionally overwhelming. I wasn't oh. ready. I wasn't ready for it. Well, here's the thing. If you remember during Season 3, I stopped watching. Um, wow. Season four started. See, I stopped watching because I got tired of the commercials. So, and then, and even if you go back and watch it, so I got a fast. But now that it's on Netflix, I could breeze through it's that. Not, real quick. No, it's on CW. It, it doesn't come on to Netflix till the end of the no season. season three. Oh yeah. Okay. So I got to finish season three, but I can breeze through that probably in two days. I can feel, I can breeze through that this week with no Raiders in town. I know Ari's probably freaking out. So let's get to it. It's Trending at 2, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. We got there. We got I'm the to calm actual, one on the show. We got to actual content. Um, Ari, you're a worry wart. Yes. <laughs> Golden Knights last night get a victory. And 
I listen. I I was not in panic mode as a lot of Golden Knights people were. A lot of people around the team. Um, I can I can show you this that not, not that no anybody will question it. Uh, but after they had lost their four straight game the other day, uh, you know three straight home games. It was ugly. Everybody was freaking out and panicking. Nobody was at the game. Five games Re- in. Resale, resale prices 20, have plummeted. $25. $25. Nobody's going to the games anymore. Oh, my God. People are freaking out. The sky is falling about the Golden Knights. What are we going to do? I sent a text to a couple of friends of ours in another group text guaranteeing that the Golden Knights will still win the division. Is it bad that I, I didn't get this this year, but last was it last year? There was a point in time when things weren't going well, and my mom asked me, she goes, well, well, I think it might have been after Gallant was fired and things were going bad. Like, well, what do you think will happen? Do you think? I mean, they'll stay here, right? I was like, Mom, what are you talking they'll about? Stay? <laughs> where are they going? So wow. I wonder if people were worried, like, where are they going? You know, will yeah. they still be? Here? The, the relocation talk had already <laughs> sorry, started. Sorry, yeah. uh, the Golden Knights go on the road, win back-to-back games. Uh, I thought the the games were, were impressive for two reasons. The Colorado game was impressive because I thought they played a very well-organized, disciplined defensive effort. That's what Pete DeBoer has been talking about. And they played very well, and they got the win that they deserved. Yes. Yesterday, they got a win they didn't deserve. Yeah. And so I think they're equally impressive for different reasons. They were thoroughly and completely outplayed yesterday. Boussois had a good game, a really good game, kept them in it. They get the late goal and then the overtime goal. Uh, which was, I think, a result a lot of Dallas kind of being taken taken aback and caught off guard by, hey, they had two points locked up. All of a sudden, the Golden Knights score, and Dallas freaked out a little bit, and the Golden Knights took advantage, getting that goal in overtime. So you get a game that you play well, outplay the opponent, get a win. Then the next night on a back-to-back when you're a little bit tired and worn down after the, the top line played a lot of minutes, uh, top lines played a lot of minutes on Wednesday, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, yeah. Then Wednesday you come back, second second game of back-to-back when you're you're going to be at an effort disadvantage, an energy level dis- disadvantage, still find a way to win. Especially coming – I mean, are you a believer of go, of the – obviously the Denver factor in or out of the altitude? Because yeah, it, can, it so. can affect you either way. Realistically, yeah. whether you're going into it for the second of the back-to-back or you've co- you're coming out of it because you've expended so much. So that on top of it – I think it's worse when you're when you're when Denver's the second half. When the second, yeah, yeah. it's worse. But I think either way, it can be it can affect you. It can be it can impact you. And but they were two needed wins in two different, as you mentioned, in two different manners. And and I think it's good that it happened the way that it did because it it gives them sort of that mental yes. We're not in panic mode. They certainly weren't in panic mode. I don't think Peter DeBoer was in panic mode. I think the only thing that's concerning still is the power play. And huh. yes, don't wait. You know, let's let's talk about it at the end of the season. I know that you guys touched on that, but at the same token, you know, uh, the way that they handled it against Montreal, and then the big talk after the season. That's one thing that we have to focus on coming into training. Same thing, and they're still over. Nevertheless. They're finding ways to win, and if they're doing it with a dominating defensive effort, if they're doing it, you know, by scrapping together off a crappy effort, three straight games they've allowed Leonard or Boissois have allowed two or fewer goals, 
in um, five of the seven games, three or fewer goals. You know, you don't want that third one, but still the, the, the goaltending effort has been there. It's a matter of generating offense in reality and and or playing that staunch defense like you mentioned. So they catch a they catch a um, they catch a day off and then they'll come home for one and then they got a brutal road trip um, that they head to Canada. Yeah, and I think listen, I'm I'm not suggesting that the Golden Knights problems are behind them. They still have to manage the waters without several star players. Their key offensive contributors are mostly, you know, sitting up in the press box watching. Yeah. Um I was I was struck by and listen, we all know how many guys are missing, right? That's obvious. Yeah. But it hit me the other day, uh Sunday night. I was, you know, we we did the double the double header, yeah. uh, Raiders, and then over to the Golden Knights. Yeah. And as I walked into the Golden Knights press box, it was the middle of the period. So just kind of behind the scenes a little bit, as you walk down the hallway, when you get to the press box, the first thing you pass on your right is there's a curtain where the where the scratched players yeah. or the injured players sit yeah. and tend to watch the game. And real briefly. Uh, Alex Tuck and Max Pacioretty had stepped out, and I talked to them just real quick. No, no, no substantive conversation. Just, hey, how right. you doing? What's going on? And then it, it like dawned on me, like, oh, wait. I'm talking to Alex Tuck and Max Pacioretty while the game is going on. Yeah. Like, these are guys that will be helping. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm not saying that to say, like, oh, I talked to them. I'm saying these are guys that should be out on the ice helping them yep. score goals, and they're going to have to figure out ways to get by. And so, as you said, the offense is still lacking, but – they need to figure out ways to steal games and win games defensively because they're not going to – this is not going to be a team until these guys are back that's going to put up six, seven goals and, you know, win offensive shootouts. Maybe once in a while they have an offensive eruption. But, you know, Pete DeBoer talked about, hey, we need that that Carlson, uh, Riley Smith, Marcia So line to give us one goal a night. We need one goal a night from one of the other lines that can figure out a way to manufacture one. And we need one goal on a power play, or some kind of a you know a special teams play, or some sort of, even like some sort of a fluke, whatever. Like you need three different goals. You need three different ways to score. You need to find a way to score three, and then hold them to two or less. And like that's how you're going to win right now. And so they're going to have they're still going to have some rough stretches here until they yep. get those guys back. But figuring out ways to win is going to be very important. It's almost like hearing the Raiders talking that in order to win in the NFL efficiently you need three phases right offense defense special teams in a sense it's the same thing they have to find those those elements that are going to put together scrappy wins without and once they do that the sooner that they do that and i'm not talking about going on an undefeated run because just a moment ago we were um we were talking you know when i say a moment a couple days a week um vegas had one win and they were at the bottom of the Pacific Division. They're now sitting in fifth, four points back of first place Edmonton. If they can string together a winning streak, you know. They, hold they, on. They, they don't have to string together a winning streak. They need to just f- stay floating. They can't sink. Well, and I don't mean an undefeated guys. run. I'm just talking about, you know, win efficiently, play, get some points. Play, play 500. Fi- play 500. <laughs> yes. Get some points. Um, imagine how good this team will be. When these guys come back one by one by one by one by one, and you you think they'll be, and you would think that they'd be better for it. That when the guys come back and they're contributing at the highest level, now you've got all these other guys that have figured out how to win 
that weren't rotation players, and now you've got a better team, a deeper team, yes, because of it. So that that's the goal right now. Just stay afloat, keep your head above water, don't get buried, don't be in last place when everybody comes back when they have to make this miraculous run. Yeah. Make it so that they can just steadily get better and better. Be playing your best when you get to the playoffs. Still a chance to win the division. You'll be right in it. And and then make that run late. And that, that's what this team should focus on. Okay, so they come home to play Anaheim. And I'm thinking off two wins. It's a Friday. It's, it's, it's an earlier start. They should win this game. They go to Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit. How many do they win? Detroit's playing better. Detroit's playing better, yes. Uh, that's four games. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit. Four games. Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit. I think you want four points out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get four points out of the four games. So out of the next five, Anaheim at home, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit, I say out of those five games you want six points before you come home for a one, two, three, four, five, six-game homestand against Seattle, Minnesota, Vancouver, Carolina, Detroit, and Columbus. Yep. I don't, And I think it's very doable. Yeah. Absolutely. Six points in those five games. That's what they're looking at. They also signed the Zach Whitecloud extension. We get into that. It was supposed to be trending at three. Or just trending at two. We did one story instead of three. I don't think it matters. We do what we want here. But we'll get into the Zach Whitecloud extension as well later on. We're going to talk World Series, I guess. We'll do that in a little bit as well. Uh, but uh, when we come back, Raiders are on a bye week. Doesn't mean nothing's happening. Plenty of storylines with the Raiders right now. We'll get into that as we continue on this Thursday, Silver 7, Schofield and Company. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 2. It's a refi-rated Nova Home Loans with interest rates at all-time lows. Now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer, 877-700-NOVA. Probably, yeah. I, I think that there should be, yeah. Especially with some of the things that were charged. Yeah, I, I believe so, especially with people that words quote victims hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens it's Cofield and Company back here Cofield and Company just outside the William Hill Sportsbook here at Silver Sevens what a spot 77 cents on the Bud Bud Lighter Mick Ultra bottles during the games and there's one tonight Cardinals and Packers at least a bunch of players wearing Packers uniforms, not another wide receivers. Uh, but it, it will be fascinating to see how Aaron Rodgers kind of manages the game uh, with all three of his top wide receivers out because Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling will not be activated from injured reserve. So Randall Cobb becomes the number one receiver. I imagine Robert Tunyon uh, will be more involved in the offense. Aaron Jones may get some targets as well will be interesting to watch. And the line move has reflected that it'll be very difficult for the Packers. But it is Aaron Rodgers. So we'll get into that game a little bit later on. What do you got? What are you, you going to say? None. You just you were bringing up all the specials. And it's kind of funny because where we're at, this is, the, you know, I mean, back in the day, Continental was like the spot. <laughs> and I'm just laughing because I, I've been getting notifications on uh, Facebook with something I shared, it says, tell me your favorite memory with me, and then you share it. You're supposed to share it, and then people just comment. And all day, I mean, 
from the 80s to the 90s, some of these are just, you got me on the Facebook. I'm not going to reveal some of these because they're hilarious. But talk about some great memories. This is one of the best local spots, and it still is. I mean, it's just, it's got that hometown well, it's Vegas transformed. feel. It's transformed a lot through the years. It's yeah. been different places, but always a great spot for always. locals. And yes. you mentioned the Continental. Uh, I may have told this before when we're down here because uh, it's, it's you know, memories for me, but... There's an apartment complex about 100 feet away from where we're sitting right now. Uh, I lived in there for two years. Oh, okay. Last two years of college. And, uh, man, just would walk over here almost every day. Was here almost every day. It was great. Sportsbook was upstairs. And then now it's much fancier, much nicer spot. The William Hill book here at Silver 7s. Get on down for the games tonight. You can make your wagers on what's going on. We talked about the Golden Knights. We're going to move on and talk Raiders. But uh, as we were speaking and as we were... At break there, the Golden Knights have made a signing. We talked about the Zach Whitecloud extension that came through earlier today. Um, Some injuries, not only offensively, but defensively as well. And the Golden Knights have signed defenseman Ben Hutton. uh, One-year deal, $750,000. He will wear number 17. Very important. I know people are interested in that. Uh, 379 career games, 91 points, 136 penalty minutes. uh, Spent much of his career... I was looking at something else there. I got a little bit distracted. Spent much of his career uh, with um, the Kings. He was with the Canucks for the first five years, then went to the Kings, was with the uh, Ducks and the Leafs last year. So he's traveled a little bit the last couple of seasons. Bit of a journeyman. Uh, Journeyman, but uh, I think a guy, a solid blue line player that can help them kind of navigate these waters for the next couple of weeks. So the Golden Knights add Ben Hutton. And extend Zach Whitecloud now, to that. Now let me ask you this: I, f- I find the, the the Zach Whitecloud signing interesting, and I saw one of our followers, you know, around town, and um, I believe he's a young journalist. I want to say maybe at UNLV. I'm not sure, but anyway, and he brought up the the concept of linking, signing him, locking him up, but also the way that they did it, so he could possibly be be worked into a trade. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you give cost cost certainty to other teams because other teams might be like, yeah, we'd trade for him, but you know, we're going to have to sign him. Well, right. now he's locked up to a long term deal. up and no free agent. You know, he's they don't have to worry about free agency. So, But White Cloud's been, been around since, you know, since the beginning. I remember, you know, training camps and then him getting shipped out to Chicago and he's worked his way. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they, if they'd be willing to give him up, but, uh, Another guy that they lock up, young guy who's been around, been loyal to the franchise, and, and really has proven his. He's he's worked himself in with a lot of the stars. They've they've sort of you know taken a liking to him, and uh, you know off the ice, and he's and he's and he's proved his worth um, last year or so. Yeah, and uh, I was transitioning over to the Raiders. I have nothing to transition now. Just say let's get into the Raiders and their bye week. It's a week off from a game. Doesn't mean it's a week off because it was owners' meetings going on there's also a couple transactions here and there Willie Sneed of course asked for his release he was granted it officially yesterday uh, so some player movement things like that but most of the focus on the Raiders this week has been out of the owners meetings and we learned something yesterday which I guess it's interesting um, I know a lot of people were very intrigued by it but it's one of those situations where and, and I'm referring to I'll, I'll go back to the beginning of this Mark Bedane resigns. A couple other front office executives resign from the team. 
a couple of months ago, just before the start of the season, and it sparked conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. And I think the biggest part of that was we had heard some rumors of some tax issues that the team had where maybe they overpaid some taxes. and there Which was, isn't a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing for the team. It's not a bad thing for society and people that are getting the tax money, I guess. Well, but, if, you're, if you overpay, then in a sense, you're... I mean, you're well, ahead. You are throwing money. Well, but it was. It sounds like they overpaid in California, where they're not at anymore. So yeah, it's not like sense. they could just, you know, get the money, get the money back, or credit or anything like that. So, the original story was: Hey, it sounds like there were some issues with the taxes. May have overpaid. May have paid too much money. And then, of course, nobody wanted to believe that. And I myself, and I think everyone, were like, Nah, it seems, there's got to be more. There's yeah. got to be more to this. Yeah. Because especially because the Raiders weren't coming out and saying that. They were like, well, it'll come out in due time, and you know, we'll talk about it at some other time down the road. You're like, okay, it can't be the tax thing. That would be an easy, that's an easy thing to just come out and say. So we've been digging and digging and trying to find out what's going on and talking to everybody. And uh, you know, I text Mark Bedane basically once a week, like, hey, any interest in having a conversation? This doesn't happen. And so now Mark Davis finally decides at the owners' meetings, with all this attention on everything else, to just come out and be like, yeah, it was a tax issue. <laughs> they overpaid the taxes. And the statute of limitations is over. Not going to be able to get it back. It sucks. Like, wait a minute. You could have done this from the beginning. It's been well, easy. Well, yeah, but this, this, he thinks that this is going to take away from a conversation that has quieted just a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think more than anything, it's it's a it's a clear sign of mismanagement of funds, and, and you know, amongst a group that you know it was. What, what was the phrase? I can't even think of the phrase that, else that was in the story. Inter, uh, mis- misappropriation. Misappropriation of the funds. So <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Say it again. Misappropriation. Okay, that's that's not what you just said. <laughs> I think you just spent Oh, I just stopped it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just stopped in the middle of it because you finished it for me. But, uh, I, you know, I mean, when you're dealing with, you know, millions and millions and billions of dollars and, and not to mention you make this relocation and – you know, you got this huge stadium, and, and obviously, and then you just got done with a COVID season with no fans, no bills paid, in a sense. Uh, you know, I mean, there's got to be more. There's more to it than that they overpaid the taxes. They overpaid the IRS. I don't know. I think there is. I don't think there is. I think that they're, they, they, I mean, in a, in a sense, they, they, had to, they had to have misappropriated elsewhere, and they mismanaged some funds somewhere. Okay. We'll continue to dig in then, but it just—it seemed weird that this was the How, the speculation. But 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 Adam, so you but you were everybody that speculated months years ago or whatever not years months ago that years ago something may have happened with with the fund right taxes, and then he's so like you said he so calmly just said oh they they overpay taxes it was a tax issue <laughs> right so he's so comfortable in saying it now but he wasn't then there's got to be more to it that now we're going to tell you this but now we're going to hold on to this especially with what we're seeing i mean well I, because and i i think my take on that and i this could just be naive or just wrong but i, I like i've been t- working on the story and talking about the story for a long time so i i kind of have been invested in it but to me it was more of a case of all right, when the Gruden stuff came out, and now that you're talking about the Gruden stuff, and he and Mark Davis has been talking about it the last couple of days, as we've, as we've discussed, but there is that inclination of, oh, 
maybe they resigned because they knew about all this, or maybe they were involved in this, or maybe they had emails. Because when the Gruden stuff comes out, then you tie it into the front office. You're like, oh, these are connected. Maybe Mark Bedane had emails to John Gruden. And maybe those. And I think that's why right now you just come out and be like, listen, it, it, not related at all. That was an issue of this tax thing, which was speculated about but never confirmed and never you know, officially disclosed. There's a lot of conspiracy. But you do have to come out and, and make sure that you don't connect the Bedane and the rest of the executives with the John Gruden thing. And I think that's why you come out and say it now. Yeah, no, and that makes 100% sense. But, the, but again, it seems to me that that, that I, I just think that there's more to it. In terms of when you're dealing with their finances, they, it, it's, it's partly that or, or mostly that, but in essence, they're, they're mismanaging funds when you're dealing with a lot of money, and it just, it just culminated with, you know, okay, enough's enough. Um, but I agree with you, yeah, you don't want to get tied in with – with the email scandal, and who knows? Who knows what's going to come out with the 650,000 emails, and if anything will ever be leaked again, or if, or if we're going to find out even more, uh, because that's a whole other story. You know what I want to find out? How many Krispy Kreme donuts Willie thinks he can eat? We'll find out next. Let's go. At the William Hill Race and Sportsbook, sign up for the mobile betting app and get $50 added to your account. You're live with the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. I don't care if the sun don't shine. Yeah. I do my drinking in the evening time when I... Back here, Cofield and Company, Adam Hill, William Mears at Silver 7. You could be too, 77 cents on the Buds, Bud Lights, Michelob Ultras during the games. And that includes tonight. Packers and Cardinals get into that in a little bit. Uh, no Krispy Kreme here. I wish there was. Hmm. But it did become a hot topic on Twitter, and that is because uh, Mike Golick Jr., friend of the show, I think, decided to send out a tweet asking people how many Krispy Kremes they think they could comfortably eat, comfortably is a key part of this, I think, in one sitting. Um, he says his number, just off the top of his head, and this isn't his max, like, you know, when you talk about... I guess in, I your, in your world, in, in, yeah. like in the uh, in the gym world, mm. when you talk about like benching, there's a difference between what your max is and what you comfortably like put up, like working a regular. Weight. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's saying 14 is like the working weight. It's not his max necessarily. Yeah. But I like I feel man. I will say this. I don't often oh, I miss. I do miss Krispy Kremes. They're great. I don't often have them. I did have some chips the other day. A couple weeks ago, I had fries, and I don't have carbs very often at all, and I felt it. Like, I felt it. Yeah. It sucked. And well, so, I feel like it I would don't be think tough. you felt the chips, though. You felt no. the no, no, dip no. that we were. No, I'm, I didn't feel it that day. Oh, oh, oh. I'm saying I felt it when I had fries a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, no, fries. I was are, like, yeah, fries are. this is rough. When your body's not used to having carbs at all, like, it's, it's rough. Yeah. So, I think I would probably be feeling rough after, like, three or four now. But if you say like three years ago, two dozen is easy. Easy. And Krispy Kreme is different than a donut. Yeah. They're yeah. lighter. Like there's not as much in. Well, there's different. Krispy Kreme has different donuts, but I think we're talking. We're just talking to Krispy Kreme. Glazed. Yeah, they're just the Krispy yeah. Kreme. Two dozen, 24. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. No. And as our, our other friend Jason Fitz threw out on Twitter as well in response to this, 
He goes, what's acidic? You're going to sit and like binge watch a season of a show that's acidic. If you're going to sit through a Raiders game, you know, three, three and a half hours of stress eating if you're a fan, that's different than yeah. just yeah. sitting down at a table and just pounding donuts. I would have to say, just throwing this out there, I agree with you. Like, like you could eat, like Krispy Kreme, don't, like there's no way that I could do a dozen, two dozen, like regular donuts or like voodoo donuts or places like that. Krispy Kremes, let's say it's going to be a leg day and we're going to pop out. We're hitting like two and a, we're hitting 225 for working weight and maybe hit 315 once or twice. I'm doing a dozen pre-workout. Just, wow. to, just for the pump. Okay. Just for the sugar pump, the carbs. Because it's a fast-digesting carb, right? The sugar is just – you're just going to burn that right up. It's like it's like the day Grainy and I were sitting up in the press box. He didn't believe me that we take gummy bears onto the floor, onto the weight floor, and, eat, and sit there between sets and eat them. And he was like, no, there's no way. And he asked Brad Hunt. He goes, Brad, have you ever heard this? And he looked at me and goes, we eat sugar cubes on the hockey bench when we were in <laughs> AAU. Of course, in yeah. junior hockey, they give us sugar cubes. So – I could seriously see me taking a dozen do- dozen Krispy Kremes and just to get that pre-workout pump. Now, yes, like you said, in a sitting, if we're sitting there, we're at the day decide Krispy Kreme's going to be the donut of choice, which we know it's not for the Raiders. Um, and you're sitting there watching the game, you can go through it to a dozen or two easily during yeah, the game. I don't no think problem. Any question. If that's a sitting, I need I do need a video of you going tw- twelve donuts and then just. Then just start the workout. I think that would be a good Instagram Instagram okay, video. Post December, whatever that first game is, December, because I'm on a, I'm on another program through that December. I have a transformation picture that I'm going to do from last December in Allegiant, and to this December, I'm going to wear the exact same outfit. Uh, after that, I will pick up a dozen. Nice. I will I will down it. I will eat them, and then I'll go in and hit legs. There you go. Uh, we are going to talk to our friend Xavier Pope. Actually, Steve Cofield talked to him. Earlier today, uh, had a conversation about a lot going on in the world. Xavier Pope joins us every Thursday. That's next. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Adam Hill and Willie Ramirez are back in just a couple of minutes. Now it's time to bring in our Thursday legal analyst. It's Xavier Pope. We watched World Series game number two last night, the Astros and the Braves, and Rob Manfred was recently talking about the Braves' name, and there were so many bizarre things he said. Xavier, you want to explain it to the uh, Las Vegas audience? He said that that this is the end of the story and that, that what local Native American community may feel about it is all that matters, not the national Native American community, which I think is an absurd assumption and says that Native American groups have uh, supported and not citing the specific Native American groups huh. that have done so completely, uh, I mean, essentially is lying. Uh, and, and at the, at the, the, the sport's highest stage uh, and where her sport, you know, moved to all-star game in relation to voter rights and issues that with the state of Georgia, then you turn around and say, end of the issue, Native Americans don't matter because they don't have loud enough voices to be able to advocate for themselves, even though now we have the you know, the Cleveland Guardians, which may not necessarily be the Cleveland Guardians <laughs> for trademark a, issue. For long, yeah. Uh, and so I think that it's, you know, it's ridiculous that primarily white fans in the stadium cling to pride as some of the fake 
connection to having some sort of Native American fighting spirit. Well, the Native American fighting spirit lost to imperialism and and genocide in this country. And we have to acknowledge that and we have to understand the sensitivity that is of that. And there are plenty of non-racist things you could do to play baseball. Why do you have to cling to a tomahawk chop? It's uh, here, Here's what he said, which I thought is bizarre on the Braves name and also weird and a warning for uh, other markets around baseball and fans who have issues with Major League Baseball. He said, we don't market our game on a nationwide basis. Wait, you don't? Ours is an everyday game. Huh? You got to sell tickets every single day to fans in that market. And there are all sorts of differences between the regions in terms of how the teams are marketed Man, the beginning of that is so weird. And it's funny, uh, we just had the governor, Governor Sisolak, Governor Nevada, on the station this morning. And he was talking about, you know, the A's negotiations. And uh, it's really the first time I've heard that uh, someone in the state is like, we're being used as a pawn for the most part. And I'm telling you, Major League, my question for Nevada and Las Vegas with baseball, do we want baseball here? It's so weird. The average fan is freaking older than both of us, and we ain't that young. Um, and then when you hear the, the leadership of Manfred on so many fronts is so bizarre and twisted. Like, if baseball never comes to Vegas, I, I'm not bothered by that. I, I, I just don't understand why holding on to that. Yep. There isn't any reason why other than the fact that you are insensitive to it like, fan, it, like it. Xavier fans wouldn't show up if the name was not the Braves give me a freaking break you win you get fans you don't win you don't try you don't get fans that's it simple is it's all about wins and losses the Washington football team changed their name and I don't see anyone who said I'm not coming to a game people don't like Daniel <laughs> Snyder that's the bottom line it ain't it ain't the name change and I'm sure they're gonna <laughs> come up with a good name at some point we, we got some stuff brewing here because we've got fractures with ownership first of all What Roger Goodell said the other day about he is protecting the victims, the women in this WFT investigation. A lot of people were very offended by it. First and foremost, many of the women. Yeah, they they said that that was was a load of crap. Um, The National Football League knows that it has a treasure trove of many documents related to how the NFL does business that they don't want anyone to know about. And it's about and it's not just about. You know, the, what happened with the women or what happened with uh, uh, John Gruden. It's a, you have with Colin Kaepernick. You, go, you, you can go down a list of how they handled labor negotiations. You can everything. The National Football League wants to keep whatever business it has private. And I think there is something very explosive in those documents. And particularly related to the name change of Washington football team. Right. <laughs> and some of the conversation with those owners about doing that they don't want to come out well and now we've got their, their biggest fear i think is one or two of the owners turning on the others and revealing some of the stuff and now we've got some fights going on uh, what do you make of stan Kroenke, the rams owner he moved the rams from st louis to la he agreed to pay all the legal fees connected with the move because they you know they figured that hey they were going to be sued now the legal fees are starting to go through the roof and Kroenke's like yeah you know what I don't think I want to pay these. And then you have this weird thing, apparently, in this meeting. Um, Jerry Jones was stumping for him. Robert Kraft was like, yeah, hey, you know, let's work it out. And then John Mara, the owner of the Giants, is like, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. So these are the first signs of – and by the way, I rip Goodell all the time, and I'm like, how does he make so much money? This is how he makes so much money. 
when billionaires turn into babies and you have to babysit them, that is a job. Getting 32, 31 guys to get on the same page about doing so much is a monumental job that Roger Goodell is paid over 45 million bucks a year to do. (laughs) And he does it quite well. And all he has to do is just cover their asses and make sure each of them are protected individually from embarrassing themselves, devaluing their teams (laughs) and having to sell them. Like as long as he does that, he has a job. What we're starting to see with the Washington football team investigation and maybe some of the communications probably and some of the owners have said and done some things that Roger Goodell is trying to keep this under wraps. But now that we're seeing some of the different communications that that may be associated with some other lawsuits or some other businesses involving the owners, now they're starting to look at each other. Now we start to see the breaking of the ranks. Now your business is now affecting my business. Now I have to look out for myself. That's what we start to, we're starting to see happen. That's what's going on, Steve. As long as the NFL can keep all of its owners' businesses under wraps, no one knows about it. They can take all their, all their different issues privately. There's not an issue. But yeah. once they start exposing each other and one looks worse off than the rest, then, okay, it's every man for himself. Yeah, and here's the thing with billionaires. No one ever tells them what to do. They're the guy. They're the woman. Um, and we just had a case recently where a story comes out about Cal McNair, the son of Bob McNair. Nepotism, here you go. Here's a team. And sometimes the apple falls, like, real close to the tree. Bob McNair had, you know, some language flubs. And apparently Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, uh, at a golf tournament in front of 100 people is, is popping off about the China virus. And I'm sure Goodell is like, what are you doing? But it also... It also opens things up with the Gruden deal. Now, I know a bunch of stuff has come out about Gruden, but that China virus stuff, hey, if if Cal McNair is practicing what he's preaching, we got problems here. Big deal because we saw what happened with trying to make the league safer in terms of coronavirus. But you have on one hand, the owners are saying one thing and the behind closed doors are now you know really anti-vax. That impacts what the players think about what the owners are doing in relation to getting vaccinated. That just caused that opened up a completely huge can of worms, not only with the players, but with fans. <laughs> if the player, if the owners are doing that. And so this is not only something that's extremely racist to say, and the fact that we live in a society right now that we have people that are emboldened to just be complete racist buttholes, like in public, this isn't, this wasn't like something that he did in his home that someone kind of told on it, told about it. This caused gaps with people around what was going on. And he said it so casually and so cavalierly. I mean, eventually we're going to see more and more of this stuff come out. His dad said that there were inmates running the asylum before doing conversations about players. And so clearly the McNair tree is poisonous and Cal McNair is a fruit of it. Xavier Pope is with us, legal analyst. Uh, he's out of Chicago. He's got suit up news. All right, I know your suit up news this week was pretty explosive. Yeah, I talked about uh, Cal Rittenhouse in relation to uh, some of the, the demonstrations. As we talk about the sports world, remember the NBA, they decided to not play, protest the game after uh, uh, Jacob Blake was was shot in, in the back by police there in, 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 in Kenosha. And so it, that was started by by Milwaukee Bucks players who were 
were they, they were demonstrative about not playing and then LeBron James got involved and some of the issues with some of him and some of the other players and eventually they they got on board and some of those and that actually led to the NBA wound up having arenas have voting at the arena so it actually impacted the election so all those things happened then a guy who comes along Kyle Rittenhouse 17 years old associated with various far right organizations goes along to shoots people he's on trial and now the judge basically says that the individual that were shot cannot be referred to as victims, but they can be referred to as engaging in arson, rioting, and looting, which goes against what a basic criminal trial is, is that if someone's on trial, that the people that are have been victims, they're victims. <laughs> that's, just, that's just basic thing. It, it's an allegation. That's what a crime is. This is basic criminal law. This, ju- this same judge had over 250 people filed to get their cases removed from his courtroom 15 years ago. His reputation is spotty as it relates to people of color. And that's the issue there. And that's what's going on in society. It People say that's explosive, but that's the society we live in. We have to really bring attention to these bigger, wider issues that are impacting us. And that's what the sports world got involved in during the pandemic. At Xavier Pope on Twitter is where you can check out the uh, weekly episodes of Pseudo News. Let's close on this cool sporting event tonight. Looky here. The Knicks and the Bulls are 7-1 and one combined. I raved, not ranted, raved about the Chicago Bulls moves in the offseason. I got universally panned and mocked on uh, our show. Um, this is a team that gets downhill. They can fly. Lonzo Ball is a star in the making. They've got a couple of stars already. Are the 4-0 Bulls for real? The Bulls are for real. See, although they had a cream puff schedule, played the Detroit Pistons twice, played the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. And uh, so that's 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 kind of tough to kind of gauge how good they are. They're going to have, have a 10-game you know, run where they're playing against a, a much more stiffer competition. So we'll see how for real they are. But you're right. They get downhill. They have guys that can shoot the rock. They, they, can, they can score inside. They can score outside. The guys can get to the bucket. They can do a lot of different things that make teams good. All right, Xavier, good spot. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. You too, buddy. There he is, Xavier Pope. His spot is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. They have something cool going on right now. Are you a little bit in the dark when it comes to your auto insurance? You purchase full coverage, and you don't know what that actually means? Justin Watkins tells us that there are cases where you may be out of pocket for medical expenses, property damage, or even car payments. And that's for an accident that you did not cause. And that's because people think they were protected, but they were not. If you want to know what's in your auto policy right now, if you give Battleborn Injury Lawyers a call, Matt Hoffman, Justin Watkins, they'll review the auto policy for free and fill you in. But you got to call Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. It's 570-9000. Silver 7's NFL Special. Two 22-ounce drafts, two hot dogs, and two bags of chips for just 777.